like scary movies. Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hi, Georgie. Swallow this. Cat dead. Details later. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Hello, good afternoon. Coming at you from two different continents today. We've actually got Horrordude underscore 89, aka Tom, talking to us this afternoon. It's actually evening where he is. He has persevered with Zoom for quite a time. It's been about an hour, but we're glad that he's here <laughs> because, yeah, welcome, Tom. Thank you for being here. Um, Thank you very much for having me. No worries. Uh, we're going to be talking about an absolutely horrible shit show of a film. Uh, not just purely because of the content, but um, well, because of the content, it's it's dreadful. Uh, yeah, so it's mainly because of the content. Yeah. So, uh, from what I understand, this is um, I think this is the ending of Tier Four, isn't it, Zayford? Yeah, we've we kind of skipped a few because obviously we missed like. Um, well, we'll be doing those, so we'll 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 be we'll doing catch up it. On them at some point. Yeah, we'll we'll be doing it chronologically, like releasing it. But we yeah we have skipped a few to get to this point, but that's cool um you know mental health problems so uh tom has actually put himself forward to talk about 2010's i spit on your grave not the original from 1978 or 1977 can't remember exactly 78 okay to get it right yeah 78 yeah so obviously uh 2010 remake of i spit on your grave has has very little limited uh similarities to the original obviously the first being a total and utter revenge flick whereas this one is so fixated on the rape and abuse of itself um obviously the the movie the original was a response to the exploitation movies that were coming out in the early 70s the grindhouse movies where women were degraded and treated like shit Whereas this movie kind of takes it back to that era of women being treated like shit. And I really don't think that much of it at all. So, Tom, why did you choose to talk about this movie? Yeah, why put yourself forward for this one particularly? <laughs> um, I just thought it it had to be talked about again. Like I know I know it's a sensitive subject mm-hmm. dealing with sexual assaults and torture would you really call a torture porn movie in a sense i guess it's absolutely under that category, it's, yeah. it's, it's rape it's rape yeah, by four so... different men so yeah absolutely like well, five five yeah because it it has like i know i know people don't want to talk about it but it, something has to be said about this genre Mm-hmm. Like I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like why why is rape revenge still a thing? Why, why have we not got past that yet? I think rape revenge had its it had its place. Like I think I spit on your grave. I mean, I spit on your grave is actually one of my favorite movies, and I I like it a lot. And it's got it's not this one. Got, I hope. <laughs> no, no, this nineteen seventy eight version. I actually have like the special edition Blu Ray with the poster and everything because I really love I love that movie. Um, you know who doesn't like watching a woman hit a man in the head 
you know, with a tomahawk while she's on a speedboat. It's amazing. But, <laughs> you know, like this one is just, it's so, it's so gritty and gross and unnecessary. And just like, I just, I don't, I think like we've, we've really started to blur the lines between what is horror and what is snuff and what is just abuse. And I think those lines, they really started to be played with, particularly with, um, Eli Roth and Hostel and stuff like people were just like well this is this is just soft porn intermingled with gore uh the same sort of things happened in the Saw movies obviously not much sexual connotations if any however people were just kind of sitting there thinking who is this for who who is this catered to because there's so much abuse and heavy use of psychological torture sexual torture who is benefiting from watching this? Who is this marketed to? Because as much as you can say, oh, it's it's um, pioneering and shock value and that, you know, it's important. And like you said, it's important to have these conversations. Perhaps is it that these movies are created to have those dialogues? I don't know. Is it as sophisticated as that? Or is it literally for fucking awful people <laughs> i i don't get it i don't i don't get why these movies exist and i yeah i just i have a huge problem with them to be honest with you yeah like it's just well i don't know why they made an, another two movies after the remake mm. it's basically the second and third one basically have the same storyline as the first one mm-hmm. it just goes in a repeat loop mm-hmm. like there's no new storylines or anything in the second or the third one mm-hmm. there's not much that you can really do with revenge films it's very simple premise isn't it i think that it kind of just gets to a point where it's it is generally it's genuinely exploitative like there isn't any redemption from having three films that do the same thing i won't mind but the, yeah, the exactly. guy that directed the first one also directed the second one and again, what? Why did he think there was a market for it after the first one? Yeah, because the first one flopped and didn't even make its budget back. Really? The budget for the first one was two million, and it only made about just oh, less than I six. Didn't know that. Bit less than six hundred thousand. Yeah, it's uh, uh, did it have a theatrical release or was it uh straight to DVD? I can't remember. So it. I premiered... think it was a straight to. I think it was a straight to um DVD release. So there was it had, nothing it had at a the premiere at uh, Texas Frightmare Weekend in mm-hmm. May of 2010, mm-hmm. and then it had a theatrical release in America in October of the same year. So, so it, Tom, did, it did what, go to the cinema briefly. What are the general attitudes? I mean, I know you can't speak for the whole of Australia, <laughs> but like <laughs> obviously, I know that like Australia has like these. They do have um, stricter censorship rules than what they do over here. Um, what do you think? Like, is do you know anybody else in your country that likes this movie? Are there, is there anyone that has any kind of patience for this stuff, or is it quite no, not that I know of? Mm. Whoever does have a tolerance for this. There's something really, really wrong with them. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> when when I first watched it, I was like, oh, the opening's not too bad. The opening's not too bad. Mm. But then it gets to that part 
It's mm. what it's like the and forty-five minute to... mark, roughly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, roughly that. I had to get up from my lounge room and walk away, mm. just so I didn't have to watch that part. Yeah, I sped and... through it a little bit. I I mean I think there was one point where I had where I went back into my lounge room and just hit the fast forward button and yeah. <laughs> and obviously you're hugely into your horror. So what does that tell you? Does it tell you that it is horror? Like you obviously have I a tolerance for I horror. I wouldn't, you know? I wouldn't class it as a horror. Mm. I would probably class class it as like a like a like a thriller, mm-hmm. like a really dark not, not a horror, because mm-hmm. for it to be horror, it has to be that like horror aspect to it. But there was nothing horror to it apart from the, the torture yeah. that happened after. Mm. So I wouldn't, yeah, yeah. The only that, horror in this film is the act itself. <laughs> Interestingly, but there the fu- is. There, sorry, go on, Tom. But the funny thing was, the day that I got the Blu-ray pack of that, it was in the horror section mm. of where I got it from, and I'm like, okay, fair enough. This person wants to put it under horror, but not really. But yeah, I t- I tend to think I think that exploitation films they tend to fall up fall under the the horror genre so they are like a subgenre that follows that falls into horror but i don't think some of them like to this day really stand up as horror movies um and i think like this is an exploitation movie but it's it's a modern exploitation movie and i don't know where they think they would put that either <laughs> cuz obviously they don't the exploitation movies they don't really have a heavy amount of um horror elements to them anyway so the more yeah, modern exactly. ones have even less so they they don't belong there but where could you put them because like you said Zayford, like is it a thriller a dark thriller i don't think it is i think is it you know where would you put it it wouldn't it doesn't fit anywhere um so it it just kind of speaks to whether the movie should have been even made in the first place because where does it fit theatrically and who and who is the target audience pretty much yeah like they don't they don't really put they really don't put in like a target audience they just say it's a it's a horror it's technically it's not Mm. like the only horror is what happens after like with the torture scenes Mm. don't get me wrong there were some good death scenes that happen but yeah. Yeah, I I think like obviously we are going to be covering the Serbian a Serbian film later on. Um, I I yeah I might do. Uh, what are you, do you, have you seen a Serbian film? What are your general attitudes towards that? I haven't seen that one, but I okay. Did well, see... you're in, you're in for a fucking load of bullshit then. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I, it's over here. It actually got banned. Yes, I know. Yeah. It got it got banned over here, so yeah. they didn't have a release mm. for it, and nor did it come out on Blu-ray slash DVD over here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, your best chance for any Australian is to get it Spicy online. Spicy link, yeah. 
Over a space link or a region free copy. Yeah. So uh, to save you the absolute bullshit of watching it, it's supposed to be a love letter diatribe, an oxymoron, if you will, towards uh, Yugoslavian cinema and the bastardization of um, the liquef- liquidified, liquidified, liquefied, liquefied acts, the liquefied attitudes towards the incredibly diluted, crappy things that were coming out in that era um, alongside the atrocities which were happening with, um, you know, the the concentration camps and all that stuff. Um, It's basically like that the lens was put on things to be extremely jaunty and happy and uh, superficial and cheap. And there's a very like, it's a stain on Yugoslavian history, uh, that general part of Europe, because um, obviously all these terrible things were happening and, and there was no propaganda or anything of any meaningful uh, content being released at that time other than bullshit, basically. Um, so it, yeah. it's supposed to be like, you know, like a, a extreme shock value, extreme debauchery, extreme um, fuck you, Yugoslavian cinema. This is the most brutal, horrible thing that we're going to show you and you're going to take it because for decades you've not done anything but spew shite out and unfortunately nobody fucking understands that message (laughs) and they don't understand (laughs) it because a newborn baby is raped in it a woman's head is cut off with a chainsaw while she's being done doggy style um a man rapes his uh his little boy um it's just disgusting and it has the story to it is so cheap which obviously speaks to the fact that they were trying to um they were trying to serve a purpose of actually providing a story and being evocative. But what they ended up doing is doing exactly what they hated, which is putting a superficial story with heavy connotations. But all it did was just like, nobody got it. Nobody understood the message. Nobody wanted to read into the message. They were like, hoo, 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 look at all this, look at this snuff film, hoo, hoo. you know, and lots of, I've seen, I've seen it, all the reviews, like people that think it's really good are just people that like, they like watching things like, they like watching things like snuff 101 or August underground or just like edgy. these really, yeah, they're just edgelords basically. And they don't actually have any, they don't have any understanding for cinema or any respect for what the, the underlying reasons could be for that film's release and it's just that you know i suppose that's kind of what i spit on your grave people the people that would enjoy that that's who it's tailored to because like yeah who don't have any they don't actually enjoy horror film like perhaps you or i or zafer do they just like let's watch the most fucked up fucked up thing possible and you know they get a weird kick out of it a weird bit of sadism and uh, obviously, none of us here can really relate to that. I mean, admittedly, me and Zayford, we are gore whores. Zayford's very much into his slasher films. But I don't think we would sit there and be like, let's watch a really fucked up rape film for fun, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Like, so, it's, yeah, so... it's, not, it's not like for someone who's new into horror, Mm. Like that's just yeah. yeah it's not. An, it's not someone stay away from introduce someone to horror with this film, or yeah. Serbian film for that matter. Yeah. So just to save you the bullshit that is, uh, I know I keep calling it bullshit, but it is bullshit. A Serbian film. Oh, that, it, se- that... it sounds like it. 
<laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And uh, it is kind of really terrible that the message that, because it, it took me a while. To, I did some research on it and I tried to understand it because I thought like there must be something more to it. And when I did sort of piece together what was going on and reading sort of like what the director's purpose of the film was, I was just like, well, nobody even thinks that. It's like when we were covering a human centipede um, about a month or so ago, and we would, you know, we never really understood the connotations of what, what the hell is this goofy movie? And it turns out that there were some really obvious overt things that were going on in that movie. Um, there was a, a palindrome of, of um, various uh, German uh, medical doctors from World War II, like put into the, this, um, the, the doctor who performed the human centipede sequence like his name was like yeah. three different doctors and then there was like how the races of the victims were very um indicative of world war ii and what people ha what happened to them and the atrocities and um tom six the director is a very strange dutch man and he, he didn't actually <laughs> tell the the funders what he was doing specifically and i think obviously the Dutch generally had an extremely shitty time with uh, Nazi Germany and things like that. And I think he kind of um, not so much capitalized on that idea and it, there being like a an end game for women actually taking the, the upper hand. And I, I respect that a lot, um, but in the 1978 version, but like I said, there aren't any winners in the 2010 version. It's just a very dark film that doesn't feel like redemption. It feels like when that woman has finished committing the murders in the movie, her life is over too. There's no winners. Yeah, because she just she just goes back to her, well, tries to go back to her normal life, but mm. she has those flashbacks mm. of what happens, mm -hmm. what happened to her in the first one. Because yeah. she does end in the third one, I believe. Mm -hmm. So, so it's not a story of redemption. It's not a story of um, revenge in which it's uh, satisfying. It's uh, it's just it, a re it's just a replay. Yeah, yeah. But in and different, it, but in different um, different part of the world. I remember, I remember watching. I remember watching the beginning of the second one, and then just having no interest in it whatsoever because I felt like the production quality was so much less than the first one that it just seemed like unnecessary. It doesn't feel like they did that with any intense, in, intentful purpose other than like to make money. It didn't, you know. I think like like you said, the first one didn't do very well, so they thought, mm, let's make it into a trilogy. Let's see if uh, see if we can make any money out of it that way. It's bad that there's five of these films. Five? So there's the original. Yeah. Then there's the remake trilogy. Uh -huh. And then there's I Spit on Your Grave Deja Vu, which is a sequel to the original. Where's oh, that? I didn't know about that one. No, neither did I. Yeah, it came out in 2019. Interesting. Oh. Okay. Interestingly, that's not on the Disturbing Iceberg, so I wonder. Apparently it's about... Uh, the main girl from the first one, the original. Um, what, as an like, old lady? I would presume so. Yeah, okay. But I think it focuses more on her, either a daughter or like a, a niece or something. Okay, and but what, she, she goes through an assault as well? Yeah, I think basically the family of the original people get try to get their revenge on her family, if that makes sense. So, yeah, so panned on imdb 2.4 out of 10 
40 years after a woman gets revenge on her attackers, she faces the wrath of the families of the men she killed. She and her daughter's daughter are kidnapped and have to face off against a gang of degenerates overseen by a violently unhinged matriarch. Hmm. Yeah, who decided to make five of these fucking films? Oh, and you can watch <laughs> it now on Amazon free of charge. So, there you go. At least you'd have to pay yeah. for it. And it's two and a half hours long, so good luck Fuck with that. Fuck me. Yeah. Uh, it's got five stars on one poster, uh, but it's it's. But so would pixel- you watch it though? That's uh, the thing. I don't two and a half hours like that's quite a commitment. Apparently, horror fuel, uh, whoever that is, gave it five stars. But let's be honest, like who's that? What was um, that guy going through? Yeah, yeah. Uncompromising he, was he and... on something when he watched it? <laughs> <laughs> uncompromising and unfiltered, a brutal, gut wrenching sequel from Giorps. Whoever that is, I, no. I don't know. What, who, no. who, I don't think any of these people? films are five stars. No, I, I don't <laughs> think so. No. Um, interesting, actually. I found an interview by Roger Ebert, who he actually uh, did a infamous review for the first one, and he's done one for the remake as well. So I just wanted to read that out. So he gave the film a zero star rating, as he did the original. And described it as the despicable remake of the despicable 1978 film. He stated that it added a phony sense of moral equivalency. If I rape you, I have committed a crime. If you kill me, you have committed another one. The ideal outcome would be two people unharmed in the first place. While he allowed that, the movie was made professionally, as opposed to the original version that was devoid of skill and artistry. He considered this largely in the service of the truly offensive material, the rape scenes. He summarised, this version is more offensive because it lingers lovingly at greater length on realistic verbal, psychological and physical violence against the woman and then reduces her revenge to cartoonish horrific impossibilities, which I totally agree with. I... It is more offensive than the original, and that's why it's here. That's why it's on the iceberg, and the original isn't. And it does fixate on the brutality, and not just the physical things, but the emotional, the psychological things, the things that the men say. And I just, I don't understand why they've gone, why they've done that, because it's not, like you said, it's not horror. It's not horror. It's psychological torture. And yeah, because they basically. They basically stalk the main character, mm. and they go and they stalk her through a, like via a video camera, mm-hmm. where she stays at, and they basically go to each window of the house and prey on her, which isn't a good thing. No, <laughs> you know. But then again, nothing in this film is good. Um, I want to know where she oh, yeah, was just. To. What did you guys just say? There was just an overlapping. Sorry. Oh, Tom, you go first. (laughs) Oh, it was just terrible on all levels. Like, stay stay away from the movie. (laughs) Like, don't watch it. (laughs) Yeah, if if you've not seen any of the Iceberg Negroes, probably just avoid them. It's probably easier. Yeah, I re- I remember that when I did see it, I was like, when I saw it on the iceberg, I was thinking, oh no, not that one. Because like, I, I don't definitely like it. seen one of these films before, and I can't remember which one it is. Mm. Like I seen, I saw it years ago, and this one didn't bring any like like recollection back. Mm. 
So I don't actually remember which one I've seen. Generally, what are your attitudes towards snuff, Tom? Like, how much do you feel, uh, Tom? Um, yeah. How much do you feel that snuff has its place in horror? Do you think that there can ever be a snuff film that is horror, or do you think that they they don't really belong in horror? Actually, I actually agree with it. It shouldn't be in that category. Mm. It should have its own. It should have its own category. They should. You think that like snuff films should just be its own category rather than a subcategory? Mm. Yeah, exactly. So you don't think it belongs in horror whatsoever? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't classify that as a horror. Mm. See, for me, I do That's... think I do think snuff has its place in horror. I do. Um, I feel I like think... it just needs to be like an extreme horror category, which is like the snuff. Films. Yeah, I th- I think that snuff does have its place. Obviously, me and Zayford, we watch a lot of found footage movies. And uh, some of these movies, like Guinea Pig and things like, people have actually thought like they're real murders that have been committed on film. And um, I think that there can be like a real air of mystery to that. And it is quite um, not so much titillating, but it's very like, <gasps> did that actually happen? Oh, my God. You know, and it does kind of leave you thinking like, what's happened here? Um, and yeah, I, I do think like that there is an aspect of like it, it is it's it's entertaining in the sense that you know it's not real um but it yeah. it definitely there i i think that if snuff is done well like the the reenactment of snuff and it there are horror elements i think it absolutely deserves to be in horror um but if it is just literally taught if i just i can't really see where this had any horror elements in it um like i said with the original that was clearly an exploitation film this one is not an exploitation film. It's actually very far off what an exploitation film is supposed to be, a revenge exploitation film. Um, yeah, it's the, more... It's, the, the remake nihilism, is basically like a revenge horror. Yeah. Yeah, and then the, and the nihilism that's in the 2010 version is not symptomatic of what revenge exploitation is supposed to be. Um, have you ever seen the movie The Last House on the Left? Yes. Which version have you seen? I think I've only seen the remake. Okay. Okay, brilliant. Okay, so Zayford, you should probably you should probably watch that because that's one of my that's one of yeah, that's one of my favorite movies actually. Um so uh The Last House on the Left is obviously another revenge exploitation movie. Um and that's another movie which hasn't really encapsulated, although it's better than this one, um the revenge aspect it's also affecting it's also more heavily affecting psychologically and sort of is not as like it's not as it's not as uh it's not as pertinent as the original one like the original version i feel is is much 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 better than the remake i don't know tom what do you think do you think do you think the original's better or what yeah i i actually like the original yeah me too better. Mm-hmm. Where, where's craven the the man the myth the legend <laughs> <laughs> yeah very very good <laughs> yeah it's one of the few films i've not actually seen of his yeah it's it's you know it, i i think a lot of people um didn't actually know that the last house on the left uh was made by wes craven initially um 
so whenever I talk to people about this movie, they're just like, oh yeah, it's all right. It's like, well, did you see the the 70s one? Like, it's really good. And they're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the original is much better, Zafid. You should totally check that out. Yeah, like, so when was the sequel? Well, not sequel, but remake. Oh, two thousand nine. Yeah, it was a little bit ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've I've definitely seen that one. It was dog shit. And it's in, it's interesting, isn't it, that that was brought out in two thousand nine, and then I Spit on Your Grave was brought out in two thousand and ten. I wonder if there is a connection between that, and if there was sort of like an idea that in in Hollywood or between amateur directors that bringing back this uh torture exploitation was actually going to be successful well the late um, 2000s was like all about remakes and reboots mm. and stuff so maybe what, yeah, other, what that, other stuff that was there there was my bloody valentine there was mm-hmm. nightmare on elm street there was friday mm-hmm. the 13th those mm-hmm. all the big ones were getting remade around that time wow so maybe it wasn't particularly about them trying to bring that back maybe it was just like well it was basically just oh this film's got notoriety in mm. like the 70s or the 80s we can remake it why do you think they did they're that trying, they were trying to revamp it is mm. what they were trying to do mm. and obviously somewhere hits somewhere misses so I feel yeah. like most of them were misses <laughs> <laughs> i don't know do you think <laughs> exactly. any of them did well tom did you like any of them um well the friday the 13th one i liked not the not the nightmare on elm street one that was terrible as a Mm. diehard freddy krueger fan that was a big (laughs) no-no yeah i don't think i've found a nightmare on elm street fan that actually likes that film yeah that's that's everyone's like least favorite they could have done so much better they could have gone the route of making him innocent and that would have made so much more sense yeah exactly but they missed it. They fucked up. That is true. Yeah, it's it's weird. I I don't I don't really understand all these reboots and shit like that. I think I think there's still like a lot of stuff to be explored in horror. I think we do actually see original stories coming out every now and then, but it does get kind of irritating, doesn't it? All the rehashes, the remakes, the reboots. Like, yeah, do we, like, do we really need so- that, or do we want some more original stories? Like, for example, they're re-releasing The Exorcist that's coming out mm. this year, I believe. Oh, no, that, yeah. that and... one's supposed to be a sequel to the original. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah the, the new trilogy is supposed to be like the Halloween trilogy, where it's like a sequel to the original. Did you know, though, Tom, they're actually going to be uh, remaking, well, didn't you say they're in post-production for The Crow? The, yeah, they're in yeah. some sort of production for it. The Crow is a movie that should not be remade. No, that's is, one movie that shouldn't be touched. Yeah, it's, it's, already, it's already got three films that are shit. It's beautiful. It got me into long-haired men. And I just, <laughs> like, it just shouldn't, it, nobody should be touching that movie. Like, just leave it alone. The only plus side is Skarsgård's in it. Mm. Which could be good. At least it's not but Jason Momoa. I could just imagine that, like, they're thinking that that was appropriate. Sometimes. Well, Jason Momoa was almost in it, and Luke Evans, and like, Tom Hiddleston was almost in it at one point. I'm not into Jason Momoa. I don't get the appeal. He's a shit actor. He proper is. <laughs> I've never he been a fan. Is he, is he the dude from Aquaman? Yeah. 
you know? Yeah. yeah. I never watched any of that shit. It never interested me. And he and he was in Game of Thrones as well. I literally watched three episodes of Game of Thrones and I was like, done. I tried. I gave it a shot. If you're going to watch it, just get a recap of season one and start from season two. Season two is so much better. Well, if you knew me by now, Zayford, you would know that actually I'm a really, really, really not a big fan of fantasy. So like seeing dragons fly around and shit like that, just like it just makes (laughs) me switch off emotionally. I just I'm just like I'm not invested in this. I don't care. Yeah, because you you don't like Lord of Rings. You're weird. I don't I don't like medieval things. I don't like mythical things. I don't like Lord of the Rings. You don't like Lord of the Rings? I read the first book. I did read the first book because it was a part of my degree to uh I decide I stupidly decided that I was going to do a fantasy unit for my degree. And I Okay, I am, she hits the most. Yeah, well, this is the problem, and this is gonna be this is really embarrassing for me to admit, but I have actually mentioned it on other episodes. I actually struggle to differentiate between sci-fi and fantasy. So I felt I could get away with uh, writing a sci-fi piece of prose. And they, every single time I would bring it up to my uh, lecturer, they would just be like, Katie, this is sci-fi. You don't like sci-fi either, though. I prefer it more than fantasy. Mm. <laughs> and, they ju- <laughs> and, and they were just like, no, fantasy. So fantasy is like the impossible. Like, it, it's, not, it's not possible. Like, whereas sci-fi is like its potential to have possibility to it. And you'd be surprised how much the two bleed together because you do find with a lot of movies when they're like genreing them, like it, when when you're like looking for something to stream, it, when you see um, the genres, you'll see quite a lot that it says fantasy, sci-fi. And like a lot of people do kind of put them in the same box. Obviously, um, if something is like obviously in space, then it's a bit harder. But yeah, like, well, sorry, it's a bit easier because it's like that's sci-fi. But then, yeah, when there's like mythical elements intertwined with sci-fi, it becomes a bit confusing to me. But what I can say bluntly is that I don't like dragons. I know that to be fair a enough. <laughs> they don't but want yeah. to send you a big dragon. <laughs> So what I actually ended up doing for fantasy was oh my god it's so embarrassing. Yeah. I basically so first of all I tried to make up this mythical world which they fit as you know I absolutely fucking hate world building. <laughs> so that was that was horrible and after like trying really hard because the the piece of prose was supposed to be I think about 5000 words so it wasn't like a flash fiction it was supposed to be like a full piece of prose um i just gave up with it and i was like fuck this i can't do it so i actually sat and i hope nobody from my i hope my lecturers aren't listening to this but then again it's over for me isn't it i graduated i actually (laughs) i actually sat there and wrote this one piece in an entire night about um reincarnation um and it was about um this woman who became a koi fish um through no purpose other than that was it was a spell or something i can't remember (laughs) i just i remember that i just i had like four rock star energy drinks and it was all a fucking blur and then before i knew it i'd just written this thing about fishes and like a husband and a wife and he was unfaithful to her and he could shape shift and she turned into a fish and I thought it was great. My lecturer was just like, are you okay? And I was like, no, don't. Did you have any drugs last night? 
<laughs> no, it's like a lot, a lot of caffeine and a lot of desperation. Please pass me. Um, and, I, and I did actually get an okay grade on it, which was quite surprising. But after that, I swore to myself that I would never invest any time into fancy ever again because it was so cringy and just not what I normally write about at all. My prose generally is quite negative and um, quite dark and that that I had to add so many elements to that that just weren't at all. And there's always sort of like this whimsical tone to like you know like lord of the rings and all that shit and i, I was just like i don't fucking want to write like this i hate it don't make me do it so <laughs> in fact i can't even think of any fantasy horror films off the top of my head fantasy horror films um yeah. i don't think there is horns. i don't think there is horns. Ha- i guess horns is kind of but it's to do the devil still yeah it's fantasy zayford that's not science fiction is it mm, i suppose Fantasy is it's, like... It's also not really a horror film. Yeah, it is. It's considered a romance horror fantasy. Oh. Well, Joe Hill needs to stop writing shit films. <laughs> I actually really liked Horns. I don't know why people don't like it. Well, no, more. You can like what, what, what's, what's your beef with Horns, Zayford? Why don't you like it? I don't know. I just, I just didn't think it was that good. Is it because it was gooey and soppy? No, because I didn't really think too much of that when I first watched it. What about Harry Potter playing the main? No, he's a good actor for the most part. It was weird, wasn't it? It was weird seeing him naked having sex. No, I I want to see him (laughs) in that new one, the the weird (laughs) owl film. I want to watch that. (laughs) What about that movie when he played a skinhead? I never watched that one. Wasn't that fun? I don't know what he's doing these days. He's having a bit of a chaotic era. Not really, because the latest film he just did was uh, the weird owl film. Who, what did he play in that? He played Weird Al. No, he didn't. Yeah. No, he didn't. Wow. Oh, my God. It's supposed to be really good as well. Oh, my God. If he can pull that off, that, oh, my gosh. Like, that's the only film I want to watch about a musician. Yeah, same. I didn't even know. I Do you know what? I kept hearing things about the Weird Al movie, and I've not really been following up what's been going on on it. And, oh, my God, I can't believe he's playing Weird Al. What the hell? It's, it's out. It's been out for, like... <laughs> A month or so? Oh my god. Where is it? Uh, well, I think it's been at the cinema, I'm not sure. Well, it hasn't been released here. Well, maybe it's not here yet then. I think I would tell you if it was released. What's it called? Uh, That Weird Al story or something stupid like that. <laughs> I'm going to check this. <laughs> weird weird Al. I'm going to check and see what that's. Just Google Weird Al. Yeah, it's literally, yeah. it's literally called Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Came out in September. But I've not. I don't think I've seen it over here in at the cinema. Nah, it's not been out in the. It is released in the UK via the Roku channel. Oh fuck that! So anyone who has Sky Q, a Now device, or a Roku player can watch it for free. Does that mean it's on Now TV then? No, I don't think it's on Now TV because I've not seen it on there. I'm gonna check. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. <laughs> I don't know where it is no, in Australia don't... for you. You can check if you want as well. <laughs> No, we no, we don't have Roku. I don't. Might I have no else. idea what it'll be on. No, it's no, it's not on Now TV here. So, no, maybe we ain't got it yet. Well, the Manchester Evening News, <clears throat> which obviously I I think is very reputable, being the mank that I am, has said, <laughs> dirty um, mank. I'm a dirty mank, yeah. Uh, it says that, um, oh, apparently Ivan Rachel Wood is in it as Madonna. 
Oh yeah, because of the rumor right, of them right. having an affair at one point. It'll so be a good. It's gonna be good. It's, it's, it's scheduled in. It was released in uh, Toronto. Um, like its premiere was in Toronto. God, I hate pop-ups. Why can't <laughs> they just let us watch? That? Why can't they just let us read? You wouldn't have this problem with a newspaper, would you? Just like <laughs> freaking, like buy this. They've got to get paid somehow. 50, 50 celebrities that have broke their nose. Like nobody cares. Like just show Who the me fuck the is app. paying to read that? Nobody, nobody is. <sighs> Julianne Nicholson, known for I Tonya and Mayor of East Town, portrays Mankey, Mankey, Mary Yankovic. Oh, Mankey, so someone from I Tonya is going to be there. Um, the channel isn't exclusive to exclusive. What's wrong with me? The channel isn't exclusive to Roku users, with Now TV and Sky Key users also having access to their films. But that is a lie because I just checked and it's not on Now TV. Maybe it's just America as usual. Fucking America. Probably. Yeah, the service then launched in the UK. Um, uh, I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to look that up and see if we can find something about it. Yeah, it's not streaming anywhere over here yet. No. I mean, who has the Roku channel? Let's be honest. Anyway, um, like, why did they do that? Like, I reckon if they did do a theatrical release of that, people would totally go to it. Oh, yeah. Probably. I'll yeah. be there. Yeah, I would. Weird Al was, like, a huge part of my uh, teenhood. It's part of my childhood. I love be uh, eat it and all that shit. And the drive through so actually, there are some positive re 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 reviews about "I Spit on Your Grave." Moving back on to what we're supposed to be talking about, who, and not who the retarded. fuck's giving it a positive review? The only and thing not, that's positive about it is the camera. I'm not work. talking about retarded koi fish. Um, some support <laughs> for the film in mainstream press came from the New York Times. Oh, reputable, of course, of course, <laughs> of course, America. I'm <laughs> so, sorry to all my American friends. I love you all. Land of the um, home, the land of the free and the fucked up. Save <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump as a prime as a fucking president. Our American listeners, that. we are sorry, but we as Brits, um, we we are a bit confused as to what's been going on in your country for several years. So several try decades. So does this Australian. Yeah, Seyford, just keep your opinions to yourself. Anyway, no. we, don't <laughs> no. have any, we don't have any American guests very often, so it's fine. Okay, some support <laughs> for the film in, well, actually, Pete came on. Remember Pete? Oh, yeah, Pete, Pete and Pete. Uh, Pete, and Pete, Pete. Was good. Pete's awesome. Um, so, Pete, Pete's a good American. We like him. Anyway, some support for the film <laughs> in mainstream press came from the New York Times, whose review wrote, Fem female empowerment fantasy or just plain purience. Grave is extremely efficient grindhouse. VA Musetto from the New York Post, the worst, literally the worst newspaper you could ever imagine, also <laughs> offered some support for the film, stating, if you can handle it, see it. <laughs> I'll just do it. Like the original, the film did find cult support. Fangoria magazine wrote that I Spit on Your Grave is just as raw and upsetting in its on-screen brutality as the original, perhaps more so since the acting is significantly better this time around. I just, I don't agree with that. 
I don't agree. I don't agree with. I don't agree with any of that positive feedback at all. Um, Same. Said, the I only don't... good thing about it is the camera work. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. It is well shot. <laughs> and some of the acting's pretty good. I think it is well shot, and that's that's about where it ends. I just. I just don't I don't have any appreciation for this film and I don't understand it and well I do understand it but I don't respect it and yeah I I don't does it have cult support I don't know anyone who likes this film I feel like a lot of these films do have some cult support it's just I it's got to be something wrong with you Anthony, if you hmm. voluntarily watching this on a semi regular basis Yeah totally um I I mean, the cult supporters in what are these people appreciative of torture porn generally, like exploitation stuff? Like, do they like the original, or is it just this one specifically? It's probably the same people like a Serbian film, right? Like yeah, I said probably. earlier, like Edward. maybe maybe they have like poster collections of the movie and mm. just like hang it up on their wall and just be like, yeah, this is a good film. I like it. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's just Edwards. Just for the sake. Yeah. Why the fuck would you want a poster of this film on your wall? I don't know. I'm sure they exist somewhere and I bet they're fucking awful. Yeah. Oh, it's stupid. <laughs> what are our attitudes generally to Grindhouse and would you agree that this falls under the Grindhouse category? I'd say it's more of like the top end of it, of extreme Grindhouse. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I I kind of keep Grindhouse very close to my heart and I, you know, I'm a huge fan of Grindhouse cinema, and I don't actually think that this is a Grindhouse movie. I don't Could think it be is. Two to one. I don't think it <laughs> is. I just, I don't. I mean, what? Give me some reasons why you think this belongs in the Grindhouse genre. I would, I'd love to hear that. No. Go on. I don't, I don't have any reasons. All it, right, Tom, it, give it me does. a reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you go first. Me? What you want me to argue? Against. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. Um Grindhouse movies are normally shot in a much seedier film format. Um, so this was shot very cleanly. Um, the story isn't representative of typically a grindhouse arc in an exploitation movie. Um, the torture scenes are extremely excessive and there isn't any crude behavior in them. It's literally just sadistic. Um, the redemption era isn't, um, it isn't reflective as anything positive. It's literally her life is ruined. So she's going to ruin other people's lives and she'll never recover from it. So those are my reasons. What are yours? Fair enough. Yeah, I don't really have a lot to argue against that. Well, generally, yeah, what, what what do you think the what do you think the grindhouse genre is, and why do you think it belongs there? You know, I do like, agree with the whole like it's usually shot a lot more seedier. Yes, and it's usually like pretty dark in terms yeah. of like the shooting, which I yeah. suppose this film does have because it's not it's not shot in a lighter with like light lighter camera effects. And do you get what I yeah, mean by exactly. crudeness, like with music and things like this? Like, have you heard the soundtrack to this movie, like the 2010 version? It's very, very heavy. Like the music is extremely, um, extremely impactful. Like it's, it's terrible music. It's, it's upsetting. Like the, I want you to know that I finished watching this film at two o'clock and like half past two in the morning last night. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I don't remember what the soundtrack was. You don't remember the soundtrack? Well, it it's basically the score is very like um tragic. Very it's it's, it's the only way I could surmise it. Like it's tragic. It's it's uh yes, it's, it's like painful. especially the end credits. Yeah. Like it's it, a lot, it's very like eerie. Yeah. 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 As soon as I saw the directed by I, I turned it off, I was like, I'm done with it now. Yeah. I yeah, need so... it to leave my brain. So the music is is and with Grindhouse, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how much Grindhouse you've uh, you've seen, but the Grindhouse, uh, the excessive amounts I've seen, there's always some weird guitar music or. I'm surprised there wasn't like a new metal fucking song at the end of it. It's 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 always crude. It's always um weird seventies esque music. Um, it's always like. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, just the crudity of it all. Like it, it just didn't fall. It's too clean. Like I know we're talking about gang rape here, but like, yeah, the way it's shot, the score, everything, it just doesn't fall into exploitation. And it almost, like I said, sound. It just feels like an exploitation of the exploitation genre. I feel like they just were like, well, that you know, this movie was in the seventies and it was successful. So this movie, we can modernize it and it will work. But it didn't. It didn't work because it doesn't. I just don't think it is. I don't think it is. Grindhouse. Plus, if you think about it, back in the seventies, they didn't have the high tech mm. camera quality that we have now in the two thousands. Mm. So, I guess the eras do make it. You know explain it a little that, bit but it's like they like you know like you know when you watch movies like x like they really made an effort to make that a 70s homage yeah you know? like Ty West, though. Ty don't get me wrong in, like, yeah i know this, i know like horror from the 70s and 80s were perfect like camera camera quality wise mm. but nowadays they've got gotten like better technology with camera quality mm which can be good and bad for any genre. Yeah, absolutely. I just... It's just too clean. <laughs> I just, yeah, I feel exactly. like they could have, I feel like they could have done something to, you know, like they could have done some effects to it. Yeah. So I, I totally agree with you. And I just, yeah. I feel like it's a missed opportunity. And I think if it, it was just, they, it is... they felt, they felt flat on that on that part yeah well i think they fell flat on a lot of it to be honest with you oh exactly (laughs) i think i think i could i could could name a few bits (laughs) yeah i i think like with a remake um like they should have done it a little bit more like it should have been more similar to the original um because like that's what they marketed it as as a remake i mean it even says that when you look it up it's a remake not a reboot so like a reboot would be like an individual like a like an individual thing where they it's not really connected and it's not a a different backstory yeah exactly whereas this it was it was the same backstory same characters yeah it's a remake and it's just like i just feel like they tried to go a little bit too original with it and it's just it's completely ruined the premise of what that movie was so um yeah what what would you guys give this movie then zayford what was your rating for the 2010 version out of five on the letterboxd uh, I didn't put any. What is it then? I didn't, I didn't put anything. Give me it now. Well, I didn't put anything. Like you know how like we did. Maiden is missing. I didn't technically rate it. 
Well, you can rate it now. Tell me. Like a one, then. <laughs> one, one out of five. Uh, Tom, what, what would you rate yeah. this out of five? A one. <laughs> like, I was do, like, I'm refusing do to not rate it. watch. Yeah. If you if you're if you're sensitive about movies, this is one of them. Stay away. Mm. It's, just, it's just not my type of film. I'm not into the rape revenge, really. Yeah, same same here. I I I I haven't watched it in a very long time, but it still like still stays there in mm. in memory. Mm. I think because it is impactful in that way, it is exploitative. It is um, it's heavy. Um, it's disturbing. It's dark. It does stick in my head. Like I literally saw it. 12 years ago and I still remember it I remember when I first saw it I remember where I was I'm inclined to give it mm, one and a half stars I think it's it's an unnecessary film which didn't need to be remade yeah it should I, I do respect I mean even though it bombed like it was shot very well like the act some of the acting was really good like her um, acting it, was really good in like that first yeah, half. Yeah, I I think yeah, the, I, I yeah, think the first the, half. I think the scenes themselves were incredibly believable. I don't think you were ever sat there thinking, "Well, this this just looks silly." I think it really sucked you in, and made you believe like what was going on. And I think that's you know like even when you said Tom, like I had to get off and walk out the room because it was so it really got to you. And then Zayford yeah. was like fast forwarding it because he hated it. He was hating what he watched that much. And even me talking about it now is making me feel agitated, you know? So it has, it does have that effect on people. It's bad exactly. if I watched Megan is Missing. All right. Yeah. Well, we don't want to talk about Megan is Missing. We have another episode for that. If you're interested in talking about Megan is Missing, well, listening to Megan is Missing. Cause uh, yeah, we, we go into quite a lot of detail about that. And uh that's more about children going missing and not listening to their parents and stranger that, danger. Yeah, I was gonna say that's more about um, safety Strange. issues on the internet and stuff. Yeah, do you, I still do stand by that all uh, schools should show that to to people to their students. I totally think they should. Yeah, especially now when all kids are like from the ages of like ten of phones and shit. Hmm. So we've been talking about I Spit on Your Grave, the 2010 version. Tom, thank you very much for coming on with us. We appreciate you. No, is there, thank is you there anything you want to plug? It was an honor. Yeah. Is there anything you wanna you wanna put out here on our uh on our podcast? You wanna talk about your Instagram page? Have you got anything else going uh, on? Uh yes, feel feel free to follow my Instagram page, horrordude underscore eighty nine. I post daily horror things from my movie collections, t-shirt collections, and whatever I see at the movies. Yeah, you're a proper merch guy, aren't you? You've got some amazing stuff. I try. Pro- <laughs> probably my, probably the best thing that I got was probably my Saw collection that I got the other day. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Did you see that, Zayford? He's literally got, like, a Saw mask from the first one. Oh, uh, like it's... the Billy mask or what? the pig mask. No, no, oh, the, you know the thing, a, the thing that you, the you wrap around their head. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. Yeah. It's a little miniature reverse bear trap, and it has all of the Saw movies in it. Hmm. And yeah. 
it's really nice <laughs> I, I don't normally collect memorabilia but i would totally get one of those because it looks awesome it's, oh yeah i'm looking at it now and it is a limited it <laughs> is a limited cool. edition mm. so i don't know if you can get that in the uk but over here it's yeah it just got it got released in december i believe mm. and there's only limited seen it over to 1500 oh okay yeah, yeah, I've not seen I've not seen it on any sites over here. I wonder so. if it's uh if it's gonna be if it would be discoverable on uh it'll be on, on eBay. eBay. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, but for, well, for silly it, amounts. I think it is on eBay, but it's gonna cost you an arm and a leg. Yeah, totally. Oh, so like the Saw franchise then. Yep. <laughs> Literally <laughs> amputating you. Absolutely. So so <laughs> what are we gonna be doing next then? What's up next? Uh, are we doing uh, the menu next we've got the menu coming up uh what the, there are a couple of uh found footage movies that are going to be coming up as well because we're going to be carrying on with the iceberg um yeah so as we get heavier further down it's going to get heavier there's going to be some really nasty bits of snuff um we've got mw horror views coming on for some of those uh i think he's coming on for august underground we've got, scott, having... we've got scott at some point when we rearrange it yeah we've got scott coming on from you on podcast uh we've got my good friend ian coming on provided that he bloody behaves himself this time uh we were supposed Another to be doing <laughs> we were supposed to be doing a uh, excuse me we were supposed to be doing a episode with every movie ever um mother but unfortunately there's been like several like mishaps and we've just not been able to record with them so it's up in the air whether we are actually going to do mother with them because they did put themselves forward for it or if we're gonna have to do it independently nonetheless we have a week or two to figure out what we're going to do with that and uh if not then it will just me be me and zayford which to be honest with you i was kind of looking forward to doing it with those guys because they could have just talked for the both of us um i hate that movie <laughs> but there we are um but yeah we have been talking about i spit on your grave 2010 version and uh yeah i guess we'll see you next week uh thank you tom thank you zayford bye goodbye bye